It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Made it to a Wednesday. Welcome into Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. You know what that means on Wednesday. It's hump day. Tony Burke in studio on this Wednesday, April 13th. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450. Tony's ready to answer all of your questions, trivia or otherwise, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, tomorrow's the day. Thornton's and the Louisville Urban League present a mega hiring fair featuring multiple employers looking to hire right now. The hiring fair takes place, as I said, tomorrow, 3 to 6 p.m. at the healthcare, Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, that's 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard. On-site interviews and job offers, management positions with competitive salaries, hourly positions ranging between $15 and $20 an hour, competitive benefits package, and a chance to win a $50 gift card while supplies last. Bring your identification and your resume to the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali, tomorrow, Thursday, April 14th, 3 to 6 p.m., for a mega hiring fair sponsored by the Louisville Urban League and our friends at Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. All right. Play-in games are not playoff games. True or false, Tony Burke? Because you're getting to a point of elimination, and I know nobody was eliminated last night, but there's going to be teams eliminated tonight and tomorrow night. These are the playoffs, right? So they're playoffs to me because you got to that point to be able to play this game. Other teams are not playing right now, correct? That is correct. The Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Los Angeles Clippers 109-104 last night, and I thought they won the world championship. Well, it was a tournament, play-in tournament. But it's a playoff game. It's a playoff game. They sure celebrated like it was game seven of the championship series. Now, the T-Wolves have been in one playoff since 2005, since the Kevin Garnett era ended. Um, It has been a laughable franchise, but they win last night. Now, the Clippers are still alive. Even though Patrick Beverly wanted to tell you they needed to take their rear ends home, and I'm paraphrasing, um, the Clippers will now play the at home the loser of tonight's San Antonio New Orleans game. To uh, in an elimination game, the Minnesota Timberwolves now advance. Be careful what you wish for, because Minnesota will get the seven seed and they will travel to Memphis to take on the Grizzly and the other Western Conference team that uh, survives. Whether it's the Clippers, the Spurs, or the Pelicans, you get to go play the Phoenix Suns. Congratulations should go out also to the Brooklyn Nets. They won last night. 115-108 over Cleveland. Cleveland still alive. They will have one more chance to get in. But Brooklyn, as the seventh seed now, Tony, will take on the Boston Celtics, Kyrie's previous home. Um, no love, love lost between the Celtics and Kyrie Irving. That one should be a lot of fun. What did you see when they put the odds to win uh... – to win that game, that that series, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that, I haven't seen it. Well, when it came out, Brooklyn was minus 135. Robert Williams being hurt hurts the Celtics. A day later, Celtics were minus 130. So all the smart money, and a lot of it apparently, went on the Boston Celtics to win that series. Yes, it it, it rolled wow, hard. that's a huge that's change. That's huge. I saw that on the uh, – 
on television this morning. We'll get to the NBA, and I want to talk about it some more. Major League Baseball, you're, we're a weekend now. We got a lot of 1235, got a lot of businessmen specials today, including the Reds, uh, who uh, lost to Cleveland yesterday. But they're going to roll out their, their number one draft pick rookie today. Nick Lodolo will get his first start. Uh, in the major leagues, he was, uh, I think, the number two overall pick, uh, a first-round pick from the Reds a few years back. Um, but we'll see what this guy can do. Tristan McKenzie will start for the Cleveland Guardians. How hard is that to say, by the way? They really? got the same uniforms. Well, I was watching a game the other day, the of the, uh, highlights, and they called them the Indians. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's like it, Redskins. I hate to say that, but it's hard. It's still hard. It was hard to say the Washington football team. It's not going to be easy to remember that they're the commanders. Yeah, the commanders, guardians, whatever. But guardians really does not come off your tongue for a baseball team. Speaking of the Reds, we'll talk about Phil Castellini, who eh, stepped in it a little bit. Said some things not only about his team, the Reds' uh, general manager about his team, but about uh, he he mentioned moving the team. He me- Now, he has apologized. But he basically told the fans, if you don't like it, go find another team. What are you going to do? Root for your team. Ran his mouth is what he did. He did run his mouth. Usually I'm the guy that runs his mouth. Uh, I want to give you a bats update here. We got our early bats start tonight. They were leading 3-1 to in Omaha last night against the Omaha Storm Chasers. I don't know if that's the name you want to go with, Tony, because guess what happened? There was a storm. Chased them. It chased them off the field. They will resume play in the sixth inning tonight with the bats ahead 3-1. 4.35 airtime right here on the Big X. 5.05 first pitch tonight in the suspended game, and that will be immediately followed by the regular scheduled game. I think there's going to be 30 minutes in between games. Uh, but you can hear all the bats action tonight uh, here on the Big X. Again, they lead 3-1 in the sixth. Uh, hopefully they can uh, turn things around because – Went 1-5 and five in that opening series at home against the St. Saint Paul Saints. Trying to turn it around out, uh, out there in Omaha against the Storm Chasers. Did you know they were the Storm Chasers? No, I, I did not. I did not, John. I had no idea. We start today with Tom Jurich news. Now, a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I said on this program, there's no way they bring back Tom Jurich. The lesson, kids, is never say never because today I would not say that Uh, a meeting of some I guess we'll call them luminaries some boosters some money people within the University of Louisville program yesterday came on the heels of former head coach championship coach Denny Crum allegedly and this was not on tape by the way allegedly saying if Tom Jurich is brought back I won't be part of this program uh, now, Susan Sweeney Crum, his wife, did follow up with a tweet that said, yeah, that's exactly what we meant. <laughs> so, um, obviously, Tony, the guy that fired Denny Crum, the guy that came in to fire Denny Crum, he was the bad guy. Denny was not ready to hang him up after that uh, under 500 season, but uh, Tom Jurich let him go, and it, apparently the uh, wounds have not healed. Well, interesting. The, the whole, whole scenario, and you said this a long time ago, John, being a radio guy, the gift it keeps giving. Well, they do. Give you something to talk about, if, if right or wrong. And 
Denny Crum doesn't sound too happy. I Not at all. Uh, but you're right. Some of the big people down there are pushing hard for Tom Durich, and I can't imagine it happened still with everything still on the table for the NCAA. Well, I would have agreed with you, uh, but when you go back, revisionist history, things change in your mind. Tom Jurich was fired because he wouldn't fire Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino. Tom Jurich didn't commit any violations. He just decided not to listen to his bosses who then said, well, then you can take your, your uh, show somewhere else on the road. There was a $7 million non-disclosure settlement uh, where Jurich was ultimately fired without cause. Um, so according to everything legal and everything NCAA-wise, Tom Jurich just got fired uh, without any cause. There was no reason for him to get fired. It was just time for them to, to part their ways so in that aspect, there's nothing keeping him from coming back. Well, I agree with that, but there is it would it will split that university. That's the thing. That's they the have thing. enough issues right They now. were split. They were split with Mac, with Pegues, but everybody got on the same page when Kenny Payne was brought in. You heard zero negativity from fan base, alumni, former players, anybody else you want to talk to about this was the right hire over and over. This was the right hire. All of a sudden, here we are, what, two weeks, two and a half weeks later, the day after Nolan Smith is introduced, two days, I'm sorry, after Nolan Smith was introduced, and all of a sudden, let's pit the fan base against each other again. Let's see which former players are pro-Tom Jurich and which are anti-Tom Jurich. Let's see what the alumni think here. And that now you're right back knee-deep in it. And this is not where they want to be as a university because you had gotten together. It was kumbaya, right? Everybody was happy. And here we are two weeks later, and all of a sudden you got this guy over here saying, hey, we can't bring Jurich back. And you got this guy on the other side saying, oh, it's the best. it would be the best hire ever for the university. And you got two factions going against each other again. And I agree 100%. You got to remember, Jurich built that program. He did. Which, I mean, he did things nobody could do down there. But he also got in bed with Bobby Petrino a couple times. He Everything he's done, 95% of it has been positive. But everybody whiffs on a hire. Yes. Mitch but Barnhart, ask him about Billy girlfriend. Gillespie. Ask him about Billy Gillespie, right? Everybody whiffs on a hire. He whiffed on Steve Craigthorpe. He didn't want to admit he whiffed on that hire. He whiffed big time on bringing Petrino back, and you mentioned the old girlfriend. He's right. He doesn't want to say, I'm wrong. He never wanted to say, I'm wrong. And when Petrino got in trouble, not once, but the second time, he stood by his man. I know Tammy Wynette stood by her man, but you you got to cut the cord at some point. He wouldn't do it, and he paid the price. Now, Timeline here is very interesting because Monday night it's reported that Denny Crum, in a, in a meeting with people trying to decide which athletic director firm to go with, says, allegedly, if uh, Tom Jurich comes back, I'm out. You guys can forget about Denny Crum. Tony, at what point, at what point, and I guess, you know, maybe in the next few years we'll ask Duke this. Uh, you had to ask Carolina this after Roy Williams re- retired. At what point do you say, we're not listening to our 1980s coach? We don't care. We'll listen, but we don't care what his recommendations are. He's not the person 
that we have to please. With all due respect, as Ricky Bobby would say, with all due respect, and you have to give him respect, I understand that, thank you for your opinion. We're not going to take that into consideration. At what point is the statute of limitations over that you have to listen to what Denny Crum says? You don't have to listen to anything Denny says. Denny's very beloved. I mean, people and he just, should be. And all those things. But when was the last time Denny Crum coached a game? What year was that? Whew. Long so, time ago. So, yeah, you don't want to. Late 80s. You don't want well, that. Early 90s. You don't want any type of bad will, bad taste in your mouth, I guess what I'm saying, if you're, you're the program. But can Tom Jurich, let's say he comes back. Sure. Can he rule like he did before? No, there's no way. He'll he want ruled, to. He'll he, want to. I know. He ruled that program. He ruled the city of Louisville. He, he, he was the, in control. He ruled the radio airwaves in Everything. the city of Louisville. Everything that had to do with the University of Louisville. And if he comes back, he's he would want to do that. That's his personality. But the way things have gone at the University of Louisville, you, he wouldn't be able to do that, John. I, I, he might think he can. I don't think he's a tail between my legs come back kind of guy. No, I don't think so either. And that's why <laughs> all these things come together, and I don't care if the big – Donors, Dr. Lynn, all these people who yeah. are backing are, are there. It, it's just not good for the, the program. they got to go outside find them somebody that's up and coming, like Tom Jurich was, to do what he did and forget about all the people in the past. So timeline-wise, Coach Crum makes his comments Monday evening. Yesterday, there's a meeting at an East End establishment, and it's invitation only here. And according to Eric Crawford, I read his stuff on WDRB.com. If you, if you go to WDRB.com, read Eric's story. Mark Lynn was there. Lynn Family Stadium, the, the soccer stadium, a bunch of things that have his name on it. Steve Traeger was there. Traeger name. You know that. Practice facility. Football practice facility. Jim Patterson. You know that name? He was there. Scotty Davenport was there. Marcus Mabin was there. Uh, UofL leader, longtime community leader, Bill Stone was there. Dr. Ricky Jones was there, UofL professor. So you had some big hitters at this meeting. Speaking for all of them is uh, a guy that hasn't been on the radio in a while, Muhammad Ali's best friend. John Ramsey spoke for everybody. They uh, and, and I don't blame these guys. They come out of the meeting. By the way, I didn't hear any women there, by the way. Uh, ladies, maybe you should have a voice. Okay, whatever. Uh, they come out of the meeting. None of them want to talk. I understand that. Look, it's a private meeting. They put some committees together. Um, they 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 put a, some plans in place. They decided on some actions. They didn't tell the media anything yesterday about what those actions are, but they did say they are coming. John Ramsey, he he's the voice of this conglomeration of people. And his main point was, look, Tom Church wants this job. It's up to the committee or the search firm that they, they're going to hire within the next week. It's up to that search firm to find the best person for the job. So if they don't interview Tom Church, then they are overlooking. They're not doing their job. You buy that? Mm. Because this is not an application process. Right. This is not a, hey, Tony Burke wants to be the new AD at UofL, put your application in. This is a search firm going out and saying, hey, this would, is who we want. would you consider yep. the University of Louisville Athletic Director job if we decided to take your resume and speak to you about it? Should they go to Tom Jurich with that? Wow. It, it's, it's a tough call. There, there's a whole lot of 
red tape and a lot of different things. Me personally, why would Tom Jurich want to come back? What said he loves the area? That's one of the things Ramsey said. He loves the city. He loved his time here in Louisville. He How hated the way it ended. Uh, he's not young. He's sixties. Oh, he looks great though. Yeah. I hope I look uh, like Tom Jurich when I'm, I don't know, forty. Well, here's the thing, John. <laughs> People want to retire, and the people who normally don't want to retire are people who have big egos and feel like they can do what – it's a pyre thing. And I think if he comes back, it's because he wants to show them, you know, who he is. And I just don't think Louisville needs any of this. All this is is negative to me. Even if it's a positive, if it happens, it's going to be a negative for the for the program. I don't care what anybody says. That's my opinion. All right, a quote from Ramsey. There's a lot of people saying Tom is not interested. Yes, he is. He wants it done the right way, end quote. In other words, he wants the search firm to come to him. The one person we haven't heard from is Tom Jurich. If you're Tom Jurich and this search firm is going to be named probably within the next week, do you make a statement? Do you say out loud to the media in front of a camera, in front of a microphone, hey, I want to be considered for this job? Because I can hear from all his friends all I want. You know, that's like me saying, hey, Tony should be the next manager of the New York Yankees. And Tony Burke doesn't say, I want to be the next manager of the New York Yankees. Then why should anybody care what John Spears says? Yeah, I mean. Should Jurich address this? No, I don't think so. I okay. think, but I want to be on the, I want to start getting on search committees and getting paid for searching for <laughs> coaches and ADs and stuff. Uh, UofL paid a lot of money to a for, of to money. a search committee who went and got the guy that everybody thought UofL yes. was going to get anyway, and this search com- search committee went, yeah, we'll take your money. Yeah. Kenny, I, you want the job? They all want you. Okay, pay us. Pay us the millions of dollars that uh, it cost you to uh Can't to you hire figure us. that stuff out without paying people? <sighs> Don't you have people that work for you? I think part of it is the general public – Wants it to feel like it was a fair process. Yes. And if if Josh Hurd or whoever is picking the the new head coach and it doesn't work out, guess what? This is Josh Hurd's fault. Not the committee. Not the uh, committee to reelect the president. Or I, I'm sorry, that's all the presidents, man. Not the committee, the search committee to go find the coach. That's their fault now. Uh, and it's it's an accountability thing. That's why you hire a search firm. All right, we'll take a break. We're way way past the break. We'll talk about this some more. Um, does Tom bring anybody else back? Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun discussion. Um, NBA last night, playoffs began. I don't care what they call them. The playoffs began. We'll get to that. And the Reds, big guy, the, the Reds, I don't know, is Phil Castellini owner, general manager? I think he's the owner. He's got some explaining to do. All that and more, you're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio. Hey, the Big X golf cards are ready. Card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 around with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake, under $25 a round, card included, supply is limited. Get yours today. I'm getting one of those, by the way. I talked to the boss. 
And uh, so we need to get out and play some golf. Weather. Killer. It's a gorgeous day today for ducks. Uh, and Thursday, going to be fairly nice, but it's been raining for 72 hours. So, yeah, you, can't you know, play, one, you can't the, my, my least three favorite words, right? Cart, path, only. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like Tiger trying to trying to walk uh, a flat. I'm trying to walk a flat course that's about two thousand yards shorter than the ones he plays on. Yeah, you have trouble walking Shawnee. <sighs> what are you going to do? But the golf cards are ready, so uh, get yours today. BigXSportsRadio.com, or you can call eight one two seven two five fourteen fifty seven. Texter brings up a great point. Question for the big money group: Are they Louisville fans or Tom fans? They need to support Louisville by getting out of the way. That's kind of what you were trying to point out there. Let the committee do their job. I under what they want. This is what they want. Well, they want Tom George to be athletic director, but beneath that, they want this search firm committee, whoever it is, to give Tom Jurich a look. That's all they want. And I think if you want something like that, you almost have to do it through the media, because nobody at that search firm is going to listen to John Ramsey or Marcus Maben, or Scotty D. I love Scotty D, but they're not going to listen to him. They might, you know, they might listen to Jim Patterson and Mark Lynn. Um, but these these search firms, they have a job, and their boss is the university that hired them. They're going to listen to the president of the university, Lori Gonzalez, the interim president of the university. They're going to listen to the board of trustees. They're going to listen to the athletic board, maybe even Josh Hurd whose name will probably be in the mix here and should be, they're going to listen to those people. They're not going to listen to John Ramsey. And the only reason, the only way John Ramsey can get his name out there is to do it through the media, and he, he's done that. Do you think that guys like Lynn and Patterson and those guys will try to hold L hostage on this? They can. I know it. That's, what's the, they that's can. where the problem comes in, in my opinion. Uh, I say this all the time, Tony. Whatever sport we're talking about, lockout in Major League Baseball, NFL free agency, it's all about the money. These players don't go play for the Kansas City Royals because they like the Kansas City Royals. They don't go they go to the Yankees because the Yankees are gonna give them a lot of money. And if Mark Lynn stops putting his name on buildings and Jim Patterson takes his name off the baseball stadium and and uh, Steve Traeger doesn't give any more money and all of these uh, invested people, and they are invested in the program. I'll give them that. If they stop giving you money, guess what? You're in trouble. You're in trouble as a university financially. Uh, Josh Hurd's done a great job, and I would think he's at the top of the list here, at least for U of L people. I've seen a couple of polls uh, that said no to Jurich. About 75% say no, they don't want Jurich back as far as fan base that actually answers the poll, which is not much of the fan base. But I would think most of the fan base says Josh Hurd's done a great job, got got out of the Mac situation. You got Kenny Payne in here. He's letting Kenny Kenny hires Nolan Smith. Football recruiting seems to be going very, very well right now. You got volleyball, all this stuff. Josh Hurd's done a pretty good job. Oh, I think he has. But I think where the problem comes in is why is it still an interim president? Wouldn't that be the first place you would think to start? You would go president. Then athletic director, director, then coach, but you got to get a coach. You had to get, yeah. You got to get a coach. You got to get get a recruiter. You got to get in the transfer portal. You got to get in high school uh, five star recruits to get interested in campus. So you got to get a coach. I understand that. 
But Josh Hurd could be interim athletic director for three years until they decide who the president of the university is going to be, and then he can decide who the athletic director is going to be, right? Didn't take long for Penn State to hire one, did it? Vince Tyree was an interim athletic director for the entire time he was here. Now, I know he was officially given the job, but he was basically an interim. He's yeah. gone now. Well, that, pre- he was, isn't everybody interim, really? Yeah. And, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like I said, when the president, I can't say her name, left University of Louisville, it didn't take long for Penn State to take her, did it? It did not. Neely Bendapudi. I knew you could say Dr. it. Dr. Neely Bendapudi. I don't know where James where's James was James Ramsey at the meeting last night. <laughs> I'm gonna go with no. He's on his island somewhere. Oh gosh. All right. Ultimate question. Is Tom Jurich the next athletic director at the University of Louisville? No. Oh, come on. You can do better nope. than that. Really? That's, I don't think he will be. All right. All right, let's talk about uh, Phil yeah, Castellini. Let's yeah, let's talk about something. Let's talk about something else. Jeez. I mean, we're we're just tired of all this. So Castellini talks basically talked down to the fans yesterday, or was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, late late Monday night, early on uh, Thursday. He is the president. President, I just looked it up myself. Of uh, the Cincinnati Reds, and basically, he told uh, the fans, "Look, be careful what you ask for." Now the fans are up in arms because they thought they had a pretty good team last year. They traded Jesse Winker. They traded Tucker Barnhart. They traded Eugenio Suarez. They let Nick Castellanos get away. They traded Sonny Gray. And now you got a lineup that includes Kyle Farmer, Nick Senzel, Mike Moustakis. Naquin. Uh, Tyler Naquin. Very good. Very good. Uh, the catcher, Robert uh, Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Tyler Stevenson, whatever his name is. That's Tyler. And the fans are a little upset. Well, Phil Castellini, at a at a team event, a public team event, is asked, hey, uh, what do you think about all the people giving you grief? And Castellini said, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the entire quote here, well, where are you going to go? Let's start there. I mean, sell the team to who? That's the other thing. You want to have this debate? If you want to look at what you, what would you do with this team to have it be more profitable, make more money, compete more in the current economic system that this game exists, it would be to pick it up and move it somewhere else. And so be careful what you ask for. I think we're doing the best we can with the resources that we have. We're no more pleased with the results than the fans. I'm not sitting here saying anybody should be happy. I'm not polishing trophies in the office right now, and that's what we're here to do. But the bottom line is, and I do think we've had to shift the discipline, we've tried a lot of things that didn't work, and they came this close to working and didn't. Nobody's got to tell me it didn't work. So I think we've learned from those things, and trust me, the GM, Nick Crawl, he's a guy on a mission. He's a bull in a china shop that has his way to do it, and that, and that way is to grow your own, and he's doing just that. Now, late yesterday, he also used this term, and early in that statement, what are you going to do? Go pull for somebody? Are you going to quit pulling for your team? Is that what you're going to yeah, do? Who are you going to go pull for? Who are you going to go pull for? Well, the Reds fans don't want to be told that. Most Reds fans are extremely loyal, Tony. We know a lot uh, ourselves in this area. Now, later in the day, Castellini said, I apologize to Reds fans. Regret the comments that I made earlier today. We love this city. We love this team. We love our fans. I understand how our fans feel, and I am sorry. Okay, you're not sorry, number one. You said what was on your mind. 
don't try to walk it back and and this is all about ticket sales now. Oh, I better uh, walk that back or we're going to have season ticket holders turn on their tickets back in and people not coming to the ballpark. Um, was he wrong? Was what? he wrong in what he said? Or was he wrong how he said it? Because how he it, said it, it, it is very difficult to compete in an unbalanced financial situation here where you got the Yankees, the Red Sox, the White Sox, the Cubs, uh, Houston, L.A. Dodgers, L.A. Angels up high, up here, and down here you got Pittsburgh and Kansas City, uh, Tampa Bay, Miami. Tampa Bay competes, but you got Miami, Oakland. Oakland. You got the competes. the small market teams. So is it fair what he actually said that hey we're we're doing the best we can we're trying to compete in an unfair financial situation? When you've played five games in a season and you're playing <laughs> your home opener, you do not say the yeah. things he said. Yeah. Bad Plain timing and simple. for sure. They got a full house pretty much. Opening day, which is huge in Cincinnati, was not the beginning of the season. You, you, you polish everything. You pat everybody on the back. You kiss babies. You don't tell people, well, best we can we're do. We're glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Yeah, we're working hard to get these young guys up to win the, uh, the division. Yeah, I know. We, we hated to lose Castellanos, too, but the Phillies offered more money. Yeah. But we got these uh, great young prospects. You know, we got young prospects from Seattle in that deal. We got Jake Fraley, who, by the way, I like Jake Fraley a lot, the old Seattle outfielder that they got in part of the part of the Winker Suarez deal. Uh, we got young pitchers. We got, look at Hunter, Hunter Green. Green. Hunter Green threw 20 pitches Sunday over 100 miles an hour, Tony. Um, Tyler Molly, great young pitcher right now. Uh, That's what you should be talking yesterday. about. That's what you focus on. You don't. You don't. You can't you tell answer, them to go pull for another team. You can't answer vitriol with vitriol. Yeah. You can't answer sarcastic comments with sarcastic comments if you're the president of the team. And uh, you know, I guess hopefully he's learned a lesson. Look, the Reds aren't going anywhere. Am I? Am I naive here to think that he would uh, that the ownership would up and take the Reds out of Cincinnati where they've been since the 1800s? Yeah, the Mayfire trucks aren't going to show up and, and pull them out in the middle of the night. Middle of the night. Louisville's available. I mean, we got to build on to Slugger Field. Got room. Uh, but there's plenty of room in the, this bustling downtown we call Louisville. Uh, the Reds lose yesterday to the Guardians 10-5. to Late grand slam in that game for Cleveland. Cleveland, Tony, scored 17 in a game, 13 in a game, Last 10 in a games. game. Man. They're two losses. They didn't hardly score any runs. They're three wins. But the three wins came two to the Royals and one to the Reds. That's a good point. They'll play again today, 1235. They're probably underway. We'll keep you updated on the score there. Washington and Atlanta are underway again. Did you see the hit batsman last night in the Washington-Atlanta game? Position player came in for Washington. It's a blowout. Darno. Oh, uh, uh, and uh, Tra- Travis Darno, yeah, Braves catcher, takes a 55-mile-an-hour knuckler in the left arm and goes down like a sniper got him, as you like to say. That was hilarious. That was even the even the, the Washington Nationals people were laughing. laughing. But um, Nationals do lead two nothing first inning. Ah, there you go. Uh, Cubs at Pittsburgh, twelve thirty-five as well. There are literally six games today that start on or before one fifteen. I love day baseball this time of year because the weather in some of these places, like Pittsburgh, like Philadelphia, like Detroit, Minnesota, you don't know what you're going to get. So um, I love the fact that they play some afternoon ball games in April. Cardinals and Royals are postponed in St. Louis. And uh, what do you think, John? Trivia question. Not trivia, but a question for you. Who has more fans at the Pirates-Cubs game in Pittsburgh? The right Cubs. Now? 
Now, yeah. yesterday it was Pittsburgh because it was opening, opening day. day. Uh, the Cubs won that game 2-1, to one, but today – most places the Cubs go, Tony, they have more fans. Not in L.A., uh, probably not in San Francisco. But I would say most places they go, it's at least 50-50. Yeah, and the Pirates aren't out of it yet, so they, they could have more people. <laughs> not, that, what's the magic number for the Pirates? They're five games in. Uh, they did win one They're against one the and Cardinals. Three, yes. They did win one against the Cardinals. All right, we'll take a break. Come back, talk a little NBA, try to figure out this 7, 8, 9, 10 Who's in? Who's out? Is it a playoff? Is it not a playoff? Uh, playing game started last night. Hey, they were great. Listen, Charles Barkley, great. Ernie Johnson, great. Shaq, great. Kenny Smith, well, you got to put up with something. Uh, but it was good basketball last night. Cleveland was down big early, fought their way back. The Minnesota Clippers game was fun. NBA playoffs, if you're not watching, I say this all the time, do yourself a favor, give it a chance. It's the these are the most athletic athletes. That's kind of redundant. The the best athletes in the world. Um, so we'll talk about that and the games coming up tonight. These are now elimination games tonight. We'll talk about those as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Tony Burke has joined me. It is uh, the final segment on this Wednesday. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. The Thornton's text line open as well, 414-1450. Don't forget, Thornton's and the Louisville Urban League are excited to present a mega hiring fair tomorrow, featuring multiple employers looking to hire right now. The hiring fair will take place from 3 to 6 p.m. tomorrow at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard. On-site interviews, job offers, management positions with competitive salaries, hourly positions ranging from $15 to $20 an hour, and competitive benefits packages. Uh, earn a chance also to win a $50 gift card while supplies last. Just bring your ID and your resume tomorrow, 3 to 6 p.m. to the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali. The Mega Hiring Fair is brought to you by the Louisville Urban League and our friends at Thornton's. And once again, you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. Some news and notes. Derek Carr signed with the Oakland, I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders today. It's like Cleveland Guardians. I can't get it right. The Las Vegas Raiders. Three years, $121 million. That's, uh, I don't know, I went to St. X. I think that's $40 million a year. Is that all? Uh, but it's only three years. Most of these quarterbacks won five years. He They got him for three. Uh, boy, that division, Tony, you come in last, you're pretty good. You got Chiefs. A lot of Chargers, good teams, a lot of good quarterbacks. Russell Wilson and the Broncos and uh, the, the Raiders. Um, who Just comes man, in? Baby. I, know, I know we'll we'll do our annual who wins divisions, who goes to the playoffs. Who comes in last in that division? Who do you got in last place in that division next year? Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. I still got the Broncos. I think you bet under the ten. I think you had ah Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton. It doesn't change that quick. Good offensive line, and now you got you got a quarterback. You know Seattle wasn't that good. Last year, they had Russell Russell Wilson, not Westbrook. Russell Wilson. So mm, they weren't that good. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. All right, NBA last night, Brooklyn beat Cleveland one fifteen one oh eight in a play in game. Brooklyn will get now Boston 
in the official first round of the playoffs. Was Jay-Z's hat the biggest hat you've ever it's seen? It's a huge I, I didn't hat. even want to talk basketball. I want to talk about his hat. And it still didn't fit over his uh, his uh, cabbage or, <laughs> or lettuce, whatever you want to call it. Biggest baseball hat uh, okay. in sports history. He's got a monetary interest, or he used to have a monetary yes. interest in the Brooklyn Nets. He had to get rid of that when he became an agent, when he uh, became a owner of an agency. Um, he had an L.A. hat on. Somebody explain that one to me. Just I just had to disrupt that. Sorry, you can get back to but that. But Kyrie Irving was impressive last night. Nine for nine in the first half. He finished 12 of 15, 34 points, 12 assists. Kevin Durant, 25-5 and 11 last night. Um, Darius Garland, maybe comeback player of the year, um, or most improved player of the year, 34 for Cleveland last night. Uh, Cleveland will now host the, the uh, survivor of Charlotte and Atlanta tonight. Uh, that game in Atlanta, 7 o'clock ESPN. Atlanta's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. By the way, I was 1-1 one one yesterday because Minnesota was able to cover the three-point spread. Boy, they didn't look like they were going to for a long time. Um, Kyrie, KD. But what else do you do, Tony? I mean, this is Cleveland without Jared Allen, and you win by seven. You had a 20-point lead. You let Cleveland back into the game. I know KD and Kyrie are probably going to play 42 out of 48 minutes during playoff games. But you got Bruce Brown. You got Andre Drummond. Seth Curry didn't score last night. Um, the bench is not deep at all. Blake Griffin, I guess, helps you a little bit off the bench. Claxton, Nick Claxton is one of your big bench players. Yeah. I understand it's the playoffs, and I understand rotations get shorter. The stars are going to play more minutes. But these two guys, as great as they are, if one of them is off a little bit, you're going to lose. Uh, if they both play great like they did last night, you're still going to be in a dogfight till the end. Because guess what? All these teams you're going to play in the future, they got good players as well. Celtics still got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, even though Pritchard's hurt, they got Al, Al Horford. So you're not running into Cleveland without Jared Allen at home, by the way, and barely hanging on for the win. Does How far do you think Brooklyn advances? Because they're still considered one of the favorites in the East, and I, st- I don't understand why. Well, I don't understand. Barkley doesn't understand. Shaq understands. Shaq still likes them. I, 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 can't, I can't find it. 42 minutes for Durant, 42 minutes for Irvin. Yeah. Curry played 34. Brown played 40. He's probably third best player on the team, third. I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, Bruce Brown. One of the big two has a bad night. They're You're done. Lose. I You're don't done. care how many Durant puts up. He put up 50 on you, but if Irving only gets 15, there's not enough points to go around there. And, John, the other side of that coin, how good is Cleveland becoming? That is a young team yeah. with a lot of Well, they talent. really miss Jared Allen, though. Yeah. They really do. And Mobley was had an ankle issue. He missed a few games late in the season. When both those guys were out, they didn't have a chance. But Darius Garland – Levert. Is incredible. Okoro, the old Auburn kid, is really, really good. Uh, you mentioned Karis Levert. That was a great pickup from them. Marketing. Um, yeah. Laurie, Laurie Markinen. Don't call me Laurie. Laurie Markinen. And Kevin Love still has 13 he, points and 14 rebounds. He's 62 years old. It's incredible what he does. Still sings for the Beach Boys, doesn't he? He does. Uh, Minnesota beat the Clippers 109-104 last night. Uh, did you watch that game by any chance? I did, but the I, I could of not game, make the fourth quarter. The beginning I, I of that game, 
Minnesota looked like they were going to get beat by 40 points. Yeah, they looked like bad. they were so stressed out to be playing in a play-in game. Uh, but somehow they come back and win it. Anthony Edwards is a man. He is. Right? Carl Anthony Towns was terrible last night. Terrible. Now, Tyloo did a great job. He put a smaller man on Towns, and when he tried to dribble, he couldn't get around Batum. Uh, they said, okay, if you want to take jump shots, we'll let you take jump shots. But we're going to guard you with a smaller guy, and it worked. Towns had four fouls in the first half, fouled out with six minutes to go. Luckily, the T-Wolves played better when he wasn't in the lineup. D'Angelo Russell, 29 points, five rebounds, six assists. He was fantastic. Central yellow jacket. Night. Former jacket. Uh, but Anthony Edwards, I feel like he could play and then go play for your uh, Vikings for a, a little linebacker for a couple of plays, too. Yeah, he, he's an athlete and talent, man. But I, I tell you, he he was something else. And uh, do you think Towns got in his own head last I, night? I do. I really do. Absolutely I do. think he got, all, he got all in his own head. He, and, and you know what? He was the guy last night who complains every time something's yes. either called on him or not called in his favor, like a no whistle. He complained more than anybody I've seen complain in a long time, and he's he's got to get out of that. Now they do win, so now they uh, they get Memphis in the first round. I guess uh, you know you can relax a little bit. You're in the playoffs. You're officially in the playoffs, and now you get to uh, take on my Western Conference champions, the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Hey, an- another, Grizzlies are good. They are. What about the non-double technical call? Um, maybe I'd flipped over to some baseball there. So Morris gets a technical earlier in the game. Early in the game, yes. So they're at, they're at the they're having a jump ball at the foul line, and Beverly and Morris are hitting each other like Beverly does, and <laughs> so the referee <laughs> comes in gnat. calling a double technical, and so then stops. Why is Morris not out of the game? Is your question? And they all thought that's his second technical. So they go over and they review it. And they come back and they go, Double well, foul. Beverly started it, instigated. So Beverly gets a technical and Morris does oh, not. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. That's cop-out. It was the biggest, one of the biggest absolute, cop-outs I've absolute ever cop-out. seen in sports. Uh, Paul George, 34 last night for the Clippers. They'll have a chance uh, against the San Antonio New Orleans Survivor. Spurs and Pelicans play tonight, 930. New Orleans, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't think we're going to see Zion. In fact, I know we're not going to see Zion tonight. But uh, the Pelicans, five and a half there. I'm a little surprised by that spread. Uh, did you see the glue girl last night come out on the court and try yeah, to glue herself? I didn't herself? see her, but I was watching when she came out and tried to glue herself to the fa- under the basket. I, I don't know was. what she was protesting. I don't care what she was protesting. I hope it was super glue, and I hope it ripped all the skin off of her. That's not very Whatever nice. portion of her she attached to the floor, when they pulled her off, I hope it ripped all the skin off of wherever she put the super glue. People are crazy, John. People are crazy. And this was, you know, on the on the uh, tales of what happened in Brooklyn at the subway yesterday. You know, what, what are we doing? What are yeah, you doing? That's, that's a way, different show. By the way, at what point are you sitting at home and you think to yourself, you know what would be cool? How about I glue myself to the court? Yeah, they, they're not going to be able to get me off. Right. There's no way they're going to see that coming. They didn't see it they coming. They didn't see it coming. They just pull your skin off when they pull you out, like you said. So. Texter says, seems strange the Celtics would battle for the number two seed just to get the Nets. Ken Simmons playing the playoff. By the way, did you see Ben's outfit last night? I wanted to bring that up, too. It was made of lamb. 
the guy, the the guy, the court reporter was almost laughing out loud. He really was doing a great job of keeping it in because it was. I don't know. How do you describe it? If you weren't watching it, it was a a green suit. Very green. Out of tie. It's Celtic green. And they were shorts. Shorts with a sport coat. Shorts with a sport coat. White shirt. And then white socks. Incredible. And whatever his shoes were. It was the, it looked like, I I don't even know what to say it looked like. The texture brings up a great point. Because the Celtics and the Sixers were battling for that number two seed. Now, Boston could have. Sat everybody on Sunday and lost. They the didn't. Bucks. They 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 beat Memphis on Sunday. Uh, I think they beat the Bucks on Saturday. They could have lost either one of those games, been the three seed, and not had to deal with Brooklyn and then Philadelphia, which would have been a lot of fun. Ben Simmons and and Brooklyn against Philadelphia, um, who now has Harden. That would have been a lot of fun. But for some reason, the Celtics fought hard to get that two seed. Now maybe. Uh, the coaching staff and the front office thinks they're, look, we're just better than Brooklyn. We're not worried about Brooklyn. But that seems bizarre. Um, who, who's Philly playing? Uh, if I can pull it up real quick here. Let me yeah, get I got it, here. it. I got it right here. Philadelphia is playing Toronto. So if you're the Celtics, do we want Toronto or do we want Brooklyn? It sure looked like they wanted Brooklyn the way they were playing. You find that odd? I find it odd that all those teams have the same record, and they were doing that. So, yeah, the Bucks didn't care. No, the Bucks. You are, were talking about no, Holiday coming in and playing one play. Bucks are winning the East. They don't care. I agree. They don't care at all. All right, Charlotte, Atlanta tonight in Atlanta, seven o'clock. Atlanta five and a half point favorite. I'm taking points here. Cleveland last night, and really the Clippers too, even though they didn't cover. They convinced me that you take points here because you're fighting. You want to be the seven seed. You don't want to be the eight seed and have to play Phoenix. You'd rather play uh, Memphis. Minnesota got that last night. Now it's survival. Now it's survival. Uh, Charlotte, Atlanta, losers out. San Antonio, New Orleans, losers out. I'm taking the five and a half in both games. By the way, I don't think I need the points in the San Antonio, New Orleans game. I'm going to agree with you on both. Because, All three. Uh, boy, I do Is that like a parlay. That's a parlay. San Antonio money line tonight. Uh, I can show you it when the show's over. I've already been to my favorite establishment, and I love the San Antonio Spurs tonight over New Orleans. Now, New Orleans probably win by 50. I'll look like an idiot. New Orleans is good. Uh, Brandon Ingram, that whole team, that's a good team. San Antonio had 44 wins in the regular season. I'm taking Popovich here. I'm taking Pop in a one-game series. DeJounte Murray's really, really good. Really good. Kelton Johnson's been good. So I'm going to take the points tonight, Charlotte and San Antonio. Tony agrees with me. That is never. Maybe I'll go back and bet the other way. That's, that's never I'm heading sign. over there afterwards. Uh, more Pirates talk tomorrow. We'll tell our friend Buck, <laughs> who's listening in. And we had an entertaining text going uh, during the last break. More Pittsburgh Pirates talk tomorrow. And Jim Leland, maybe. I know that's what this audience wants. Pop Stargell. <laughs> um, Manny you know, Sangin. Al Oliver. Oh Tim Foley, Rennie Stennett, back tomorrow to talk some more NBA and see if Tom Jurich is going to be the athletic director. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act.